Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom show again. Thank you, everybody, for subscribing and following, and make sure to follow me on Facebook, um, Dr. Psych Mom, and follow drpsychmom.com. Subscribe for uh, weekly. I write about two posts a week, so less than I've been podcasting, actually. I've been podcasting close to daily because it's easier. (laughs) It's easier just to talk, honestly, but hey. So today I'm going to talk about a topic that people do not really talk about that much because it's a sensitive topic and it's not sex for once, it's money. So specifically, I'm going to talk about what happens when women make, start making more money and sometimes more money than their husbands. So a lot of the time, people think that um, women only want money uh, and they want to marry men for money. And this is like, especially, you know, um, younger men that haven't had a lot of experience with women. If you see them on the Internet, they think that women are gold diggers. And, you know, obviously that's crazy, but it's not crazy completely. You know, women are not gold diggers, but there is something very appealing about somebody who is successful. Now, today, in today's day and age, women are going to college at higher rates than men, and more and more women, especially that I see, I work with upper middle class um, and more upper class people, um, and I have a lot of women who are now the primary breadwinner. And some of these women, most of them, did not start out thinking that they would be the primary breadwinner. And also, I have women who are making, they may not be the primary breadwinner, but they're making more money than ever before. So how does this impact the idea that women are attracted to successful men? So if you meet a guy in, let's say you meet your husband in college, and he wants to be a lawyer, and you want to be a lawyer, So let's say you meet him in law school. (laughs) That's where this example is going. So you meet him in law school, but, you know, you're at a very different place biologically. You want a baby and you want to have multiple kids. And you've kind of always thought that you would have more of a mommy track job. And you would be, let's say, uh, in a specialty of law with different kind of hours. And he would be a hard charging corporate lawyer. And that was fine with you, right? So you have kids. You're really uh, happy that your husband makes enough money that you can easily take time off, maybe even take time off from law altogether, and you're real happy at this time in your life where biologically you are meant to have little babies in your nest. Now, let's say your babies get older and they go off to elementary school and you're, you know, you got a lot of hours, you still have the intellectual capacity that drew you to law school in the first place and the desire for intellectual challenge. Let's say you go back to work and you don't really want the mommy track anymore because you're at a real different place in terms of wanting to build a family. People, especially women, are very hormonally driven and driven by biology. And when you no longer feel like you're going to have a baby in the future, you really change your mind about a lot of things that previously you thought were permanent fixtures of your personality, such as the desire to um, prioritize family all day long. That does not end up what um, really floats a lot of women's boats after they are done breeding and they are in a different 
biological and psychological place. So then what happens when this woman decides she wants to go back to law or screw law, she wants to go into business or whatever else, and now her husband's corporate law career does not start to be an attractive variable anymore to her. Now, why does it, sometimes it in fact starts to be something that she hates. Uh, why would this change happen and how does it impact the marriage? Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So what I see is that a lot of the time women who were happy now really actually not resentful. Sometimes women were really resentful of the guy's hours all throughout. You know, like the guy was making a lot of money, but um, he was gone all the time and they hated it. But and so in that case, like the guy can understand, all right, she hated my job always, <laughs> you know, but I'm talking about a situation which I see in a lot of couples where the woman actually did feel more positive about the man's jobs, was willing to deal with the extra hours. This frequently happens, by the way pragmatically speaking, when women have a lot of family help. You know, if your mother is willing to help you out with young kids, then yeah, your husband can do a lot of work travel. And it's different. The women that really hate the husband's long hours are the women that do not have any such help, you know, and they feel more alone in that situation. So I identify with that. That was my situation as a young mother. And um, many of my clients who are not close with their families of origin, they really want to have the man around and any sort of job that he's in that takes him away for extensive periods is really not what they prefer and they would rather sacrifice the income for the man being around. And the man may have very different ideas about that, which can lead to marital conflict, obviously. But let's say this other situation, which is where the man ends up feeling blindsided, which is the focus of this particular um, little hypothetical that I'm giving you. So the woman was liked the man's job. She felt grateful for the man's job. Hashtag blessed that she got to stay home with young kids, right? Then all of a sudden, she wants to go back to work. She wants to really come into her own intellectually and economically. She would like to have more of, uh, you know, the, the money, to make more of the money and to feel more equal in decision-making because of making more money. And yes, of course, if a couple is married, their income is, you know, whoever's income, it doesn't matter. But a lot of people feel that if they're not literally earning the money and it's not their paycheck, that they have less say. So a lot of women don't want less say anymore. It's not the man saying that they have less say. There are those cases, but I'm talking about the case in which the man says, yeah, sure. Our, my money is our money, and the woman still doesn't feel like that because she, she isn't the name on the paycheck. So a lot of women still feel like that, and they want to make their own money, which is very good, by the way, for you self-esteem-wise to make your own money if that's something that's important to you. So in this case, the woman changes her mind about the value of the man's job, 
And she, in fact, wants him to be around more because now she wants to be gone more. So she wants it to be this more equal situation that she didn't really want it to be overall from the beginning. She was fine staying home with a small kid. She actually liked being home more or having a more flexible job. But then when she's no longer in that nesting phase, she starts to say, wait, if I want to take a work trip and your work, like, so you're at the stage of your career, husband, where you have a lot of work trips, but I want to get to that stage. So what happens when I have a work trip and you have a work trip? Or what happens when I have to stay late, but it's a day that you have to stay late? So she wants a different kind of dynamic. This is frequently something that brings people into couples counseling is when the woman's changing idea about the emphasis of her career, you know, in her life, that changes. And so her, her ideas about their different roles change. Sometimes men are flexible and can accommodate. Sometimes they feel like this is a bait and switch, much like they do when a woman's sex drive attenuates over time. A lot of my podcast and my practice in general, as an aside, is to say that Women aren't bait and switching men, you know? I mean, this isn't something, women don't say when they're 25, boy, I really want a baby, but then in 10 years, I'm really going to want to go back to work. So, no, they don't know that, you know? I mean, it's it's like hormones are like having beer goggles, you know, like for, for a decade. When you want a baby... You want a baby. You don't think, and in 10 years, my baby's going to be 10 years old and I'm going to think really differently about my career. No, you don't think that. You just think, I want a baby and it's so nice to stay home with the baby. So nobody's trying to maliciously lie to anybody about what they're going to want long term. Just as a 14-year-old doesn't know what they're going to want when they're 24, a 25-year-old doesn't know what they're going to want when they're 35. And this is the same for many men who have midlife career switches, you know, or midlife decide that what they want in a woman is different or whatever else. So this isn't uh, limited to just women, although women are more biologically impacted by child rearing than men obviously, because they carry the baby, they nurse, and all of that. So anyhow, so that this is one situation that I see stress marriages is when women make more money, uh, they want to put their career now first or equal to the man's, or they say, it's my turn to be the priority career, and then the man's like, wait, hold on, I can't just switch this on a dime, what happened? Okay, so that's one situation. Now, another situation comes where women start out earning. So they were both straight up in their career. They were both hard charging the whole time. And now she starts to be even uh, more successful than him. So this can really change the dynamic. So both of them are trying hard. Nobody's taking the mommy or daddy track. But now she has become more successful. Now, frequently, this in, in, in a marriage where the woman has any sort of issue with respecting the man at all, where she doesn't respect him for other reasons, where she may think that he's a pushover or he's passive or he's lazy or whatever else. Not that she's any perfect person. I'm just saying what the woman thinks in her mind. If then she starts to out-earn him as well, frequently the respect drops even more because she feels that what he had going for him, in a sense, subconsciously, was that she thought he was better at work or at making money. When that goes away... In the absence of other um, things that make her respect him a lot, then frequently this can be a real uh, killer for the 
overall closeness and connection in the marriage as a whole. Women do not often realize this until it happens, until they see that the, their paycheck is larger than the man's. They frequently have no idea how that's going to impact them psychologically. Now, it's so funny because so many women say, and I actually wrote a post about this called uh, Men Don't Like High Achieving Women Isn't True. So I see a lot of men that are like, oh, yeah, it's great. She's out earning me. She, this is great. Like we're, we're a real power couple, you know, like they're feeling this is awesome and they're proud of their wives and the woman doesn't feel like that a lot. Sometimes she does. So what distinguishes the women who can make more money than their husbands and, ha and still be happy in the marriage? Well, first of all, like it's, it's obviously a lot better if the couple can discuss this as it's happening. Like many things, most things, all things, um, a couple needs to discuss what is going on in order to get any sort of um, meaning out of it and to shape a narrative that is uh, happy and satisfying for them both. So for example, there's plenty of couples where they have discussed how she's going to feel if he does more of the childcare and all of that because now she's focusing on her work because he used to focus on his work when the kids were young. And they have this narrative that now it's her turn and he is uh, more willingly taking a back seat. A lot of times this is older guys and uh, second marriages, by the way, that are willing to take the back seat. Guy in his 30s is not so willing to say, all right, I'm going to put my career second to yours now, because from 25 to 35, you did. But remember how you like to do that? Well, now why can't I try hard at my career? This doesn't make any sense. That's more like how the guy is thinking. Whereas a guy who's maybe closer to 50 may say, yeah, okay, I can be more flexible. I can do more pickups. I can do all this kind of thing, even if we didn't plan for it, because I kind of have gotten to where I want to be in my career already. So People who are at a different life stage, men who are at a different life stage can more accommodate sometimes a woman deciding to really step up the pace in her career. But overall, couples that have a shared narrative about this and who discuss their feelings as they are having them are, in this and all situations, more likely to weather any change successfully. Another thing is that the woman has to really understand her own feelings and not squelch them. So if like the only reason, one of, if one of the main attractants uh, for you of your husband, one of her, his main attractive variables was that he made money, but you never admitted this to yourself, well, I mean, then you are going to be shit out of luck here when it comes time to weathering your new feelings of lack of respect because you haven't already realized kind of what you valued in your husband in the first place. You were telling yourself, oh, he's smart or he's funny or he's a family man. Well, he's still those things. But if your desire to have sex with him drops dramatically when you start to out earn him, then you have to really give yourself a wake up call and say, what were my actual values? What do I think about money? Sometimes therapy can help with this because if you always saw your father out earning your mother and you have in your mind that a real man makes a lot of money and makes more than his wife, well, those are really um, 
those biases can be addressed and explored fruitfully in therapy. For example, maybe your dad was a super asshole, you know, and your mother hated that he had all of the financial power, but somehow you still grew up thinking that this is what a man does. In that situation, it would be useful to interrogate your own biases such that you do not replicate um, a marriage that you didn't even want if you deeply think about it, such as your parents. Also, it's really helpful when, of course, the man picks up more of the slack at home if the woman is making more money. You know, this just kind of makes more sense, and a lot of people do this instinctively, you know. Um, so if the woman is really bringing in a lot of money and focusing on her career, uh, a lot of men will will ask what they can do or will just fill in the, the gaps, so, yeah, if your wife is having a lot of evening meetings, nobody's feeding the kids except you, so you're feeding the kids. In a situation where the man passive-aggressively continues to do the same amount as he was before, despite liking the increased money that she's bringing home, then that's not a good situation. Of course, that it, it, these, these dynamics are never just one person. So there's a lot of times where the woman does not say to the man outright, I'm not going to be doing laundry anymore because I'm working 10 more hours a week. So you need to figure that out. So that would be something that a woman could say within her rights, obviously, if she's bringing home money that then he likes for vacations and for this and for that. And if he's like, well, I am not doing the laundry either, then they could figure out somebody to come over and do the damn laundry. You know, but a lot of women are like, no, I'll say that to him, but then he won't do it. So I end up doing it. So don't do it. You know, don't do it and see what happens then. Usually he'll do it and or you could figure out a solution. If your solution of hiring somebody to do the laundry doesn't work for you, then you need to have a different sort of um, discussion with your partner and with yourself about why not. You know, like, why does it always have to be you? This goes right back to my overfunctioner podcast. You can't be both successful at work, at hard charging at work, and an overfunctioner at home and be happy in your marriage. I've just never really seen that work because eventually the resentment builds up. So you can't, you can't super function everywhere. That's called a superhero. That's not a real person. So to summarize, there's a lot of variables to take into account when a woman starts out earning her husband. And in this podcast, I'm mostly addressing ways that the woman needs to, variables that the woman needs to think about deeply. So if you do feel less attraction to your husband because you have started to out earn him and you are no longer happy with the way that the chores at home are split up and you don't even really want to be the primary caretaker anymore, even though that used to be of value to you. These are all really productive topics to discuss in couples counseling or outside of couples counseling. You could, for example, as I so frequently encourage you to do, share this podcast with your husband and say, you know, I ever since I've started working more, I have felt a little bit like things were not fair or like my values are changing and our relationship doesn't really recognize it 
or that you kind of make passive aggressive jabs about having to do more housework or that we haven't really reshaped the decision making despite that I would like to because I'm making more money. You used to, for example, do all the investing. I'd like to start to do some of that now. And overall, just a deeper conversation about how your self-image is impacted by your new emphasis on your career. Now, a lot of women, I'm not joking when, I mean, I'm not going to ever blow smoke up your ass on these podcasts or in what I write. A lot of women are no longer happy in marriages that they were previously okay with because the man gave them financial security. They're no longer as happy in those marriages when they no longer need the man for financial security because they are making their own financial security. And This usually means that the woman had a lot of variables that she was unhappy with in the marriage and she was sacrificing a lot of stuff she wanted because the man gave her that financial security that she hormonally and biologically felt that she needed and was her number one criterion because she was in this baby-making phase. Now she's no longer in it. All of these other things come to the fore because she does not anymore feel like she needs that financial security. So in those cases, it is useful for the couple to go to couples counseling and explore what, if anything, can be done so that the woman feels, again, happy or feels happy for the first time, possibly, in the marriage and or if there really is any hope for a couple when she was kind of staying in it for the security that she no longer needs. There are couples where, especially later in life, after the kids are older, where this does lead to separation um, because the woman no longer needs the man in this sort of um, dependent sort of way. But this isn't everybody. This is just some people that does lead to separation. Many people can work through it and can be even stronger and more equitable and more egalitarian in the decision-making and in the splitting of, you know, household tasks and childcare and all of that. And that doesn't usually happen with a spreadsheet. It usually happens with discussion and empathy and often the man just realizing there's stuff to be done that she's no longer around to do. You know, this wasn't ever a malicious thing where men are like, my wife is the one who's made to do the laundry because if you have a uterus, you should do the laundry. I see so few men like that now. You know, I mean, we've very much tried to have equal rights and the men that I speak to, at least, the upper middle class educated men that I speak to, uh, you know, they, they believe it. They do not believe that somebody with a uterus is the one to do the laundry. They frequently believe that somebody who stays home versus doesn't if they have five hours free during the day when the kids are in school, should be the one to do the laundry. I think women believe that too. Now that I talk to so many more women who have stay-at-home male partners, they also believe that the one who stays home should do the laundry, by the way. So this is, uh, this is not like a gender thing. But anyhow, this, as any topic, should be discussed and empathy built on both sides. If you guys find yourselves unable to do that on your own, that's why there's couples counselors, which provides a, you know, a third party, an objective, safe space where you can both air your side of, of what's going on and then hopefully come to a different narrative and make different meaning out of what's going on so that both of you can lead a more fulfilling life, both individually and as a couple.
that would be the point of why you would go to couples counseling to address a financial change of, um, you know, hierarchy or anything else. All right, so I hope that this left you with some things to think about, about the role of money in your marriage and specifically the role of gender and earning power. And uh, please like and subscribe to this podcast and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.